faith cometh by hearing. And I hearing that I hear keeps making me move towards God's best. Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. Give a big hand clap to those that are watching our podcast, Bidcast, Comcast, all the casts out there. We're so glad that you joined us. Don't forget right now to hit share, hit like, and don't forget about our daily Bible show that me and my brother do called Wake Up. We talked about Talladega Nights this week, and so it was just, we have a great time on it. We give you a scripture for your day, we pray over your day, and we're the number one daily devotional on YouTube. So simply, yeah, that's kind of cool. That's all you. I have to say this. I don't know where this came from. And uh, if you've been watching the series, you'll know somebody left this on my desk this morning, but it says, don't listen to Vince. <laughs> you know, if you, it's an inside joke if you haven't been here the last few weeks. So a, uh, a journalist decides, you know, he wants to do kind of a nice piece on churches all over America. And uh, so he begins to, uh, to visit churches to find out, you know, what's going on, what's happening. And so he goes on up to Seattle for the first church, walks in, beautiful place. People are happy and smiling. But he notices there's this big gold phone right there in the foyer. And above it, it says $10,000. He goes, oh, Pastor, he's like, what in the world is that gold phone? Pastor says, well, that's a direct line to God. He said, for $10,000, boom, you're talking directly to God. Well, he goes to uh, the East Coast now. So he's over in the Carolinas and goes to church, same thing. Like, there's a gold phone, $10,000. He goes into the middle. He goes to Ohio, same thing. There's a phone on there, $10,000. He goes to Arizona, goes to a great church in Mesa, Arizona, walks in the foyer, and there's a gold phone, and over it, it says 25 cents. He walks over to the pastor. He goes, now, I go all over the place, and it's always $10,000. Why is it 25 cents? And the pastor says, that's because it's a local call in Arizona. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Open up your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. We're in the last week of uh, one of my favorite series. I really enjoy this series. It's called M&Ms, which means uh, for us it's been move momentum. That as I move, I begin to gain the momentum that I need to break through certain limits and barriers in my life. The devil wants to get you to stop, get us stuck, Right? We find ourselves in a rut in life. I'm not going anywhere. This relationship has just been stagnant. Because if things aren't moving, it stagnates. But we've been called to move. And all we have to do is start stepping. Even in the wrong direction, God can steer us. And as we begin to step, God begins to direct our steps, not our sitting. And we find ourselves getting the momentum that we need to break off the limits of our life. I, this past... Now, in this series, I've talked about it all throughout the series. Like, start of the year, I was known as the 72-hour soul guy. You guys know that. That's a commercial that somehow got out there. And then I was known as the Taco Bell pastor, like three or four weeks ago, right? That's cool. I get working on getting sponsored. And but this week on Wednesday night, we were down here in, in, the, in, the, in the foyer. My son was having his wrestling banquet here at the church. And, and I'm walking through the foyer, you know, I, and I'm passing a, a, an older woman an elderly lady, and I smile, you know, I'm not nice to everybody, so I'm like, hey, and she looks at me, and she goes, I know you, and I go, oh my God, I know, and I do this, because everywhere, a lot of places I go, people do that, and so I have to go, I, oh my God, 
gosh, I know you. I've never seen her before in my life. And so she's like, oh, how are you been? I'm like, I'm doing great. How are you been? She's like, I'm doing so good. And she goes, are you still pursuing it? And I went, now, I've learned over the years I can put my foot in the mouth, right? And so I have to be careful. I don't know where we're headed with this. And so I go, well, I'm pursuing a lot of things. What, what, what are you, which one are you talking about that I'm pursuing? And she goes, dentistry. Are you still trying to become a dentist? <laughs> no, no, no. I, you could have let me guess 10,000 things she was going to say. That would not have been one of them. Dog catcher would have been ahead of that one. Like, there's a lot of things. And so I, I went, yeah, I am. I, I, I. She's like, good, just stay in school. I'm like, class of 2022. Oh, 2022 is going to be great. She's like, good, keep going. I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to work on your teeth. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's doctor to you now. And so <laughs> we keep moving. Right? No matter which way people think we should move, we're moving in the direction that God has us moving. Come on, church. Isn't that what we want to do? We want to move to God's best in our life. Today, I, want to, um, I think that God saved the best for the last. I really am in love with uh, what we're going to learn about today. Something that I've lived my life uh, doing and something that I want us as a church to be doing in our life. We all in this room and those that are watching and those in the parking lot, I haven't heard a honk from you yet. Is there a honk out there? There they are. I heard a beep down here too. <laughs> Is we all have a place or an area in our life or maybe multiple where we need a breakthrough where we need a, a miracle. A miracle is just something impossible that we need God's help with in our life. We need something big to happen. There's a ceiling on an area of our life, and we need to be able to break through that ceiling because we were not designed to be held back. That's why I got the Kool-Aid guy on today. Come on, somebody remember that? Oh, yeah, right? And he'd break through that wall. I, I don't know. I remember that commercial over and over again. I'm like, I got to wear Mr. Kool-Aid for today because we all need a, oh, yeah, moment, right? Well, we break through that obstacle, and I don't know what it is. It might be a, a physical, something physical. It could be a doctor. It could be a, a sickness, a, a, a limitation physically that you have that you need that breakthrough. It could be a financial breakthrough. It could be an emotional breakthrough. You've been dealing with depression and anxiety and maybe stress and these things, and you need to break out of that. It could be a relationship breakthrough. Your marriage may need something big to happen in it, or maybe you've been believing for God to bring somebody into your life, and then it's time for you to break into that area of your life. Whatever it might be, I believe that one of the key assets of doing that is movement, moving to our miracle. Many of us, we find ourselves waiting for the miracle to come to us. But as you'll see today, most of our miracles don't come this way. Most of my miracles, I got to be stepping out of the boat and stepping toward the impossible in my life. And as I move, I gain the faith momentum. Faith is like a snowball. As I begin to step out in just a little bit of faith, it begins to build up like a snowball. And before long, I have this unmovable, unshakable faith that started so small, but because of the movement, I begin to move towards God's best. Not waiting for it, right? You find out through the scriptural Israel, wait for the promised land. It doesn't come to you. God is always getting us to move. Most of the, I'm going to say most, but I believe that all, but I'm going to say most just in case, most of my miracles that have happened in my life, 
I was moving towards them. I was doing something to move in the direction of my breakthrough. And so today, that's why you, you look through the different stories. God's got people moving. Jesus always, he's like, hey, get up, pick up your mat, start moving, and walk. Hey, you, come over here. I need you to walk over here. Stretch out your hand. And you see that Jesus is getting an element of movement in his miracles. Even the feeding the 5,000, grab this, start moving it around and giving it to people. That it is in the movement of our lives that I believe that miracles begin to happen. We begin to get the breakthroughs that we're wanting. And so we're going to do a great story today, one that I think most of us heard. If not, I encourage you to read the story. I'll tell the story, so it'll be all right. But it's the woman with the issue of blood. She wakes up one morning and she says, you know what, there's a miracle worker coming to my town today. And she says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, this issue that I have. She has a blood issue. She's had over a decade. And in this decade, every doctor that she could see has said, there's nothing we can do. This is just the lot of life that you have. There, there's nothing that medicine or we know can help you with this. But she has heard of this Jesus of Nazareth. And she decides that she's going to go out. When she shows up, the crowd is huge. Some would say thousands are out there. And you know how hard it is to get right in between trying to get to somebody. And so she has to fight her way. Excuse me. Pardon me. Oh, I'm trying to get through a crowd. As everybody else is trying to get close to Jesus, she's trying to fight her way. And she doesn't feel in it, right? She has a sickness. She has an issue. She doesn't feel her best. She's been weak for 10 years. Yet she continues to fight her way. And then she stretches out. She can see him. He's right there. She stretches out, touches the hem of his garment, and she is healed. At that moment, Jesus is like, hey, who touched me? Which is kind of, kind of, right? Everybody's like, what do you mean? Who touched? There's lots of people touching you, Jesus. Why, why are you acting? That's a weird question. He's like, no, no, no. A lot of people are bumping into me, but somebody touched me. My power has gone out. And as he looks around, they get eye contact. And he goes, you. And he goes, your faith has made you whole. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of people. Come on, somebody. You can clap. There probably was a lot of people in her corner, a lot of people praying for her, a lot of people believing for her, a lot of people trying to help her. Yet it was the movement that she had that got the faith that she needed, and it was the faith that got her whole. The faith that you have is the most powerful force God has given to you and I. It is your faith. Come on. It is your faith that can get you the physical breakthrough, the emotional breakthrough. It is your faith as you and I, as we see in this story, I'm going to give you some points today, begin to move. You know, faith moves God, but faith also moves us. When I have faith, I begin to move in a direction. When I really believe it, you get up in the morning, you go to work. Why? Because you have faith that you're going to get paid. If you didn't think you were going to get paid, you're not going into work today, right? There's a lot of things that, that we don't do because we don't believe in it. But when we believe in it, we do it. You'll sit in a drive-through line waiting for some of the best things heaven and earth have ever done. I'm talking Taco Bell right now. Because you believe that you're going to get some of God's goodness there in the drive-through. We do, man, we come home, we have a conversation with our wives because we have faith that it is leading to another conversation and another conversation. Right? We have faith. We do things all the time through the faith that we have 
right? Our faith is constantly moving us in different directions. And so in this faith, we go hiking, right? We work out. How many people, you go work out? Why is that? Because you believe you have faith that it's going to make your body stronger, it's going to make your body better, right? You're going to feel better. That's why you work out. We go on hikes. And I don't know why we go on hikes, but we go on hikes, which means we go to a destination to only what? Turn around and come back. That's the purpose of a hike. We'll go, Holly had me go to the wind cave. Anybody ever been to the wind cave? It's not a windy cave. Let me tell you what it's not. It's not a cave. No, I was lied to. I got up there. I go, you guys, this is a big lie. You guys had me go through one of the hardest hikes I have been, and it's no more than an indent. in the, it, it's, it's not even windy. It'd be a breezy indent would be a better description of the windy cave. I'm like, your marketing team was epic. They saw, they're like, you know what, they, people would never come for an indent, but they would come for a cave. And a guy's like, and a windy one. He's like, done, sold, windy cave. Like, we move because we have faith. God's moved by our faith, but when we move, and I want you to see here for this lady, I'm going to give you four points today to help build your faith so you can get this woman's miracle to happen in your life, whatever your breakthrough or whatever things you have. She heard of this Jesus. She heard of his miracles and the great things that Jesus is doing. Number one, write this down, what you hear, what you hear has such an impact on you stepping out and moving has such an impact on your faith. You know, the world is surrounded. They're trying to get us so much information out there, and it's all negative. They're trying, the devil tries hard all throughout the day to get your faith less and less, right? You turn on the news, and there ain't anything good going on anywhere. It tells you all the horrible things. It tells you everything you can't do and everything you can't have. It tells you all the things you need to be scared and fearful of. It gives you everything to deteriorate your faith. And many of us, we spend our time listening and inundated. We're around negative people. And what I'm saying, the power is in when I hear the goodness of God, when I hear the miracle power of what God can do, when I hear that I can do it, I can have it, that God can heal my body, that God can get me out of debt, that God can get rid of that diabetes. When I hear what God can do, it gets, I'm sure there's many of days that she laid in bed and didn't go anywhere. But on this day, because of what she heard, she got up and began to move to her miracle. And if you're going to move to your miracle, then it's very crucial that you begin to take charge of what you allow yourself to hear, what you allow yourself to come on the inside of you. How important does that then to start off with some wake up every day, to get some word of God, get some excitement going on, find out, oh, we can do this. Right? Everybody around you is telling you you can't do it. You got to have at least a couple voices telling you you can do this, that you can have this, that this is something that God wants for your life. This is the miracle that God has for you. Come on, that's important that we are hearing the right things, not just accept whatever the devil lays on our doorstep. So uh, I was walking out to check for Amazon. Amazon brings me goodies every day. And so I was excited. I got outside and uh, I had some boxes. But then there was a plate of like homemade cookies right there on a paper plate. And it was loosely wrapped in some cellophane. And so I went over and I looked and there was no tag on it. I picked it up. There was no name on the cookies whatsoever. And I'm like, that's weird. But I thought, well, maybe somebody dropped off Holly something. You know, people do that and she knows what it is. And so uh, later in the day, we were playing pickleball and we came in, uh, me and the kids, and uh, we walk in to the area by the front door and there was Holly with the plate and she was eating the cookie. 
And we all, right, we all went, hey, mama got the cookies. And so my mind goes, I go, who are those from? And she goes, I don't know. <laughs> they look good. And we go, you know how easy it would be to poison you? Like, if, uh, like a certain, like just leave cookies on the doorstep. I'm like, stranger danger. We don't just eat random cookies left on our doorstep. Yet, oftentimes, the world just drops us off some news. We don't know really what it is. It's not from God, and we just eat it up all of the time. Instead of making sure that we only get the good stuff. Come on, somebody. I meditate only on the good, the pure, the things that motivate me. And you know what I'm talking about. You listen to enough negative, and you don't want to move. You begin to believe that nothing's possible, that nothing's going to work your way. And so she had to hear the good news. My mom, when she got diagnosed uh, with rheumatoid arthritis, immediately she made a recording of all of the healing scriptures in the Bible. By his stripes have been healed, that God is a God of healing. And then she would play that. She put it under the bed. She'd play that 24 hours a day. And that playing it over and over again was reminding her. She was hearing the good news. She was hearing that God can, that God. And so when she got her miracle, it wasn't the biggest, right? She knew it was coming because she'd been hearing it's on its way over and over again for six months. Come on, you watch in the scriptures. God, you, God before movement, God is always showing up. And he says to Joshua, because he's got to get the Israelites to move around Jericho, right, for seven days. That's a, like, I don't think people, I wouldn't do, I'd be like, what? I'm not going to walk around. Why would I walk around? That doesn't make any sense. So God's got to go to Joshua, and he has to speak what God's going to do in the Israelites' life. And then Joshua takes that word back to Israel and says, hey, this is what God's going to do. And then off they begin to go. And they may have probably started off with a little faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I don't know if this is, okay, fine, I'll walk. I'll walk around your stupid town. We'll see what happens, right? And right in day three and day four. But by the time they got to the seventh day and they got on that last lap, I believe that their faith has been snowballing until it was so big they let out a scream of victory and the walls had come down because of what? Because they were moving. They were walking with one another saying, I think this is going to be big. I think something big is going to happen. Remember what God told Joshua? You need to get around and walking with people through life who are saying the same things that you're saying. She shows up, and uh, the woman with the issue of blood, and there was a big crowd, and she's got to fight her way, which kind of represents for you and I, as soon as we start to move towards our breakthrough, the enemy has a lot of stuff in the way, a lot of obstacles to get us to stop. I'm sure there's many a times for her, she's like, I'm just going to go home. I don't, I, I don't even know. You know, maybe I should just give up. Maybe I don't know. I don't even know if it's going to work, right? And for many of us, these obstacles get in the way. The devil is trying to get us to stop from our miracle. My mom, many a times, right, in those six months, it's like, okay, God, I, I, right? okay, I got to keep going. I got to keep going. These things are in the way. Another doctor report, another thing in the way. And my mom just kept pressing on and pressing on through the crowd. Disneyland has uh, uh, been a big part of me and my, my family. We love, it. we love to go to Disneyland. About once a year we would go and, uh, when the kids were young. So what we would do is at this particular one, Lakin was about eight and I think Heath was six, and then Baylor was kind of a baby. And what Holly would do is, is we'd get up early to be the first ones in the gate that we could, and then Holly would get the baby ready, and then she'd show up a little bit later, and we'd all meet up. 
And so as we're sitting there at the gate waiting, you know, about 40 minutes before it opens, there's a line of everybody going in that have what's called magic morning. I don't have magic morning because I'm cheap. And so that's why we don't. And the kids are looking, what are they going, Dad? Right? And so I, I just couldn't spend the money to get the hotel at the, at, you know, at the Disneyland Hotel. And so we stay at the hotel. It's like $29 a night. You know that hotel? You can also get it by the hour. And so they have a whole different magic morning. And so I apologize, Lord. <laughs> I didn't plan to say that. And so, <laughs> so Lord, where was I? And so we're waiting at Disneyland. And everybody's walking into the thing, and the kids are like, oh, you could tell. Like, I'm like, oh, be a better dad. Come on. I'm feeling bad. You know, they're getting in. But I'm noticing as the people are just walking by, the security lady, and she's not doing anything. They're just walking by. She's not checking for anything, nothing. And once in a while, she would check someone. And then I noticed this happened about five times. They would simply point up ahead, uh, right? And, and then she would go, oh, and I, in my mind, they were just going, hey, I'm with them. And she's like, oh, get on in there, right? And she's letting everybody in. So I felt like God told me, I don't know if it was God yet, you tell me. So I said, come on, kids, we're going to get in early. And so we got in the magic morning line, right? And people, everyone's just walking by. They're just walking by, nothing, right? And so I get, and I don't even, I just go like this. And then she's like, excuse me, sir. And I, and I go, oh, yeah. She goes, uh, your room key? And I'm like, um, uh, yeah. And I just pointed up ahead. I'm like, yeah, we're with them, Right? And she goes, excuse me, she's never done this at all. <laughs> they turn around, and it happened to be a family that I believe is from Japan, who don't, I don't think, speak any English, because they said something in a language, and everybody's like this, and I went, all right. And so I had to take my kids, and as we walked back through the crowd, we were booed by the people, no, probably the first people ever in the history of Disneyland ever to be booed. Boo! Boo! And I'm like, you thought I was a bad dad before. And so, and then we lost our place in line. We had to go to the back of the other line in the back and get booed. And how many people know it did deter us from getting into Disneyland a little bit later? There's going to be things to detour. There's going to be people that get through the magic morning of life, and you're like, how come I can't? But if you'll stay your course, stay in line, there'll be people that'll boo and disbelieve what God can do in your life and what you can have. But we are a church who finds a way to get into Disneyland. Number two, the Bible talks about for the woman as she was making herself through the crowd, she kept saying, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. She kept saying it over and over again. What was that doing? It was her words coming out of her mouth of faith that kept her moving towards Jesus. What you allow yourself to say over and over again is either moving you towards your miracle or it's going to get you to stop from your miracle. Well, I don't know if I can. I don't know if it ever happened. Nothing ever goes my way. Or are you like this woman who goes through your day and says, God's got his best for my day. God's going to bless me. He's going to prosper me. I'm getting out of debt. Oh, miracles are coming my way. My body is feeling better right now. Thank you, God, for healing my body. Thank you, God, that the cancer cannot live in this body. Where God is, it cannot hold me back. Oh, Lord, your joy is filling me up. Oh, my gosh, I'm excited about the happiness that is coming. And you began to speak as she did. 
over and over because faith cometh by hearing. And I hearing that I hear keeps making me move towards God's best. God's going to bless this business. He is. I know things. But God is finding a way to bring me the right deals and the right things into my path. He's bringing customers today. He's bringing people into my world. Oh, God, I'm so excited about what's ahead. And I continue to speak. That continues to get me to move toward the miracle that God has in my life. Number three. Don't stop. I like that one. That's easy. Devil wants to get you to stop, doesn't he? Don't stop. Don't give up. Fight it all the way. You know, God oftentimes comes at the last minute, shows his glory. And I wonder how many times we stop before we get to that last bit. We are those people that say, you know what? I'm going to keep going. I don't stop. I don't stop believing. I don't give in. I don't give up. I'm like blind Bart Bartimaeus. Blind Bart. We'll call him blind Bart because I can't say it right now. Blind, blind Bart. He's screaming out. He's like, Jesus, Jesus. Everybody around him is like, shh. Hey, stop. Be quiet. And he wouldn't stop. He just kept screaming out, Jesus, Jesus. And they're like, hey, knock it off. Come on, we don't want to remove you from this right now. And then Jesus hears him. And they're like, oh, don't worry about that. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Bring him to me. And blind Bart. Through perseverance and not stopping is what got his miracle. And as a church, we have to be willing to say, you can't quiet me down. You can't get me to silence. I will not be silenced about God's power. I will not be silenced about God's glory. The Alpha and the Omega is doing big things in my life, and I will not be quiet about what he's doing. He is blessing me when I go in, and he will bless me when I go out. My body is getting healed. I'll let the whole world know what God is doing in my life. I know that God is blessing my business. Welcome to my business. There ain't nobody here, but a bunch of people are showing up because God is working in my business. My son or daughter is coming back to Jesus Christ. You let everybody know what God is doing. What happens? I won't be stopped. Number three is stop. Number four, we'll close this last one. You know, there came a point as she's working with the crowd. I know that she saw Jesus, and he, he was kind of out of reach. You know how that you get that last little bit. And she's trying to get in, and somebody else is in the way. And I'm sure there were people who are like, hey, what are you doing trying to hold her back, right? You, you can't get, she said, hey, I've been, and she, there was that moment where she could, and she reached out. She reached, and she touched his garment. We got to, number four, we got to reach for it, which means that I extend past my limited barriers. I reach past what I think I can do. I dig deep. You hear that all the time. Right, teams that are successful, we had to dig deep. We had to go in and find some things that we didn't even have. We had to reach past our potential. We had to go beyond what was possible. We had to really give more than I had to give. And you find that we reach, and you and I, we got to learn to reach past the hurt, reach past the crowd, reach past the problem, reach past the anxiety, reach past the doctor's thing, reach past the debt, reach past the obstacle, reach past whatever the devil has put in place. And as a church, we're known as reachers. We reach for the stars. We reach for big. We don't just have an average dream for our future. We're always reaching. That 2022, 2021, 2023, all of these years, I'm reaching for it to be the best year. 
every year. You hear me talk about it. Am I not always reaching? 2021, though everything out there says it won't be, everything in me says it will be the best year yet. Come on, church. Let's be reachers. Reach for the stars. Reach for that marriage to be what God says it's supposed to be. Reach for your finances to be blessed. Reach for God's best. Reach for that miracle. Reach for that healing. Reach. Let's be reachers. And reach big. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know where you're going to end up one day when you die, I want to give you that opportunity to get saved. It's simple. It's easy. You don't have to jump through a whole bunch of hoops. You don't have to be perfect. All you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and was raised from the dead. I get it. You're going to make some more mistakes. We all do. But it doesn't take away your salvation. When I believe, I'm saved. Say this prayer with me. Believe it in your heart and you're saved. Dearly Father, I ask you right now, come into my life, be my Lord, and be my Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen. You're saved. Make sure you get yourself in a church. Be blessed. We'll see you next week.